0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of We Watch Shudder. If this is your first time tuning in, you're probably already gone. (laughs) But (laughs) uh, if you're still here, my name is Michelle, and who's here with me?
1: Uh, my name is JD. That was
0: fantastic,
1: Michelle. Well done. <laughs> I was channeling I my Price is
0: Right <laughs> energy. Come right. on down. How much your, is your, this your fridge big old
1: worth? Your voice. Yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
0: No, uh, <laughs> okay, well, that's our episode. Bye. Um, <laughs> yeah, have a good one,
1: guys. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so here at We Watch Shudder, <laughs> We Watch Shudder, if you're not familiar with Shudder, it's a horror and horror adjacent streaming service with all sorts of movies and shows and JD and I are fans of it and oh, fans sure of are. horror in general. So uh-huh. we started this podcast so that we could talk about horror and record our conversations and see if anybody else gets a little kick out of them, some good old jollies uh, from yeah. listening to us.
1: Yeah. Shutter puts out a whole bunch of original and exclusive uh, stuff, it's just stuff that you can't get anywhere else, uh, and that's what we talk about here. We talk about those originals and exclusives. We're mm-hmm. talking about uh, one of them today that came out way back early in the year uh, as we're catching up on the last few titles. We just got this one and one more. Uh, and then, of course, we have the two new movies still to come, and we've done every original and exclusive Shudder release for 2022. Give us a big how round is, of applause, everybody. Yay. And I'm assuming you're applauding. Thanks. I appreciate I, it. You guessing, guys are great.
0: i uh, my price will be one cent, Bob.
1: <laughs> one? <laughs> I you mean one I dollar?
0: To, no, just one cent. Um, you can't. You, uh, how does. Never It's mind. been a while. Anyway. You uh, can't bid
1: cents. It's <laughs> to the nearest dollar.
0: Well, I don't have any common sense, so I have to bid One cent anyway hi well if they uh, how weren't
1: gone it... <laughs> yet they're gone now sweet
0: yep i'm i'm really good <laughs> at alienating people we love aliens like horror back on topic how does it make you feel jd to know that we have done like 60 episodes on 2022 releases plus a couple more during spooktober
1: y- uh it's uh we have recorded a lot of shit this year. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I was actually going back through when we did the transition from Spreaker to Podbean, uh, and just sort of looking, and I was like, "Man, we watched a lot of movies.
0: <laughs> we watched a lot of Shutter."
1: <laughs> right? Not. not and I mean, that's not a problem, right? That was the whole gimmick of the of the show. But look, I got to be honest. When I first uh, pitched this idea to you. Uh, I kind of figured I would give it about three months, and then I would get bored with it and probably (laughs) just be like, hey, this isn't doing it for me anymore, Michelle. And yet, here we are Mm -hmm. having a blast in December. What are we talking about today, Michelle? Which one is this movie that we're talking about today?
0: We are talking about All the Moons.
1: All the Moons, directed by Igor Legareta. This is a Basque film, if you're not familiar with... Uh, the Basque people, well, I'm not your Google, I'm not your Wikipedia, you figure it out. Uh, but, you know, usually for the longest time we would read you the description of the movie from the Shutter website. Uh, but lately we've been rethinking that model uh, because, as it turns out, uh, just like this description, some of them are all just chock full of spoilers. and And this one is also... Frickin' novel length. It's like 80 million words. So we're not going to read this one, are we, Michelle?
0: No, we're not. It's basically the entire plot of the movie. Yeah, it's is like,
1: <laughs> oh, this is what you're about to see. I hope you don't care that we just told you every major plot development. Uh, look, here's what this movie, All the Moons, uh, we talk about Shudder all the time as being a service for horror and horror-adjacent uh, films and, and shows. Uh, this, I think, definitely falls into that horror-adjacent era, uh, area, excuse me. Uh, it uses a lot of horror tropes and elements, uh, but uh, much like other films, uh, like uh, movies I can think of, it was weird, I was actually just talking about these uh, types of movies maybe a week or so ago on Twitter, uh, much like uh, uh, We're All Going to the World's Fair or Lake Mungo, Uh, This movie is very somber, it's very uh, melancholy, uh, is a good way to describe it. It is a movie about uh, life and death, it is a movie about parents and children, Uh, it has a lot of layers and a lot of stuff going on. But there's no real way to tell you what those are without giving away too much about the movie. So that's what we're going to tell you. Uh, It's a very sort of... It's a historical film. Uh, Takes place uh, uh, in the 19th century. Uh, They give you that title card right at the beginning of the movie telling you the specific year. I think it was 1838. I don't remember. Uh, But I... There's just no real way to talk about this movie without giving away too much. So that's what you're in for. A very morose, somber film uses a lot of horror elements to talk about a whole lot of things about life. Do you think that's fair, Michelle?
0: I think that's a much better description than anything that we've read on, like, <laughs> during the length of this podcast ever. So that well, was great. You sold me yeah. on wanting to see this movie.
1: <laughs> awesome. Uh, but, uh, thankfully, you, I mean, you did already see it, right? <laughs> what? Oh, God, here we go. Uh, so <laughs> let's, uh, why don't we just give these folks our, our scores, our, our overall mm-hmm. impressions of, of the film, uh, and then we'll just get into the spoilery details. Michelle, uh, how did you feel about this movie? 4.5. Oh, you're not even, you're just literally the score, not even just some general vague comments. 4.5. There's 5. nothing
0: else I can say that you didn't already say. So right. 4.5, awesome. you covered Awesome,
1: 4.5. Well, yep. I'm right there with you, and then a little bit more. This is a five skull movie for me.
0: Nice. Yeah. So 4.75 average, and yeah. I really want to get into the spoiler section so we mm-hmm. can actually talk about what this movie is. Yeah,
1: <laughs> guys, uh, and if, if that's not enough to convince you, this is one that you uh, you probably want to go see before we dissect it, uh, nothing is. So some of you have already gone to start watching this movie. You're like, holy shit, four and a half and a five. That's a 4.75 skull movie. I don't need to waste time with these people anymore. I'm just going to go watch this movie. Uh, But if you don't want any spoilers, you're going to want to hit that pause button and go watch the movie right about meow. All right, Michelle. Mm -hmm. All the Moons. Uh... I talked for a little while about this movie vaguely. Now that we're in the spoilers section, uh, why don't you tell people a little bit more specifically what this movie is about and hit us with some of your thoughts and what you loved about this movie.
0: Yes, absolutely. So uh, the little girl in this, is her name Candido... Uh, no, Candido oh
1: is the man who finds her after you know in sort of the middle section of the film. He yeah. names her Amaya. Amaya. Yeah, Amaya. he names her okay. Amaya uh, when he meets her, but she mm-hmm. doesn't have a name until that point.
0: Okay, thank you. The cast is not in any sort of order yeah. of importance. And I didn't really see names in the description, so I was just trying to figure out what we call her. Okay. Yeah, the actress is uh,
1: Isaiah Carneros, I think is how mm -hmm. you pronounce that name. She played Amaya, yes.
0: Yes, okay. So this movie, um, for all intents and purposes, we will just say it's about a little girl named slash called Amaya um, Mm -hmm. because she is nameless at the beginning. But she, uh, her orphanage I believe gets bombed um, at the very beginning and then she meets a mysterious woman who decides to give her a gift and that gift is immortality this is a vampire movie it's a historical vampire movie I um I don't like vampire movies I will finally admit it they are like my least favorite of the horror genre they just don't click with me I'm not a history person so I think that's a big factor in it they're usually like set in older days and I'm just kind of dumb when it comes to anything that happened before like 1997 no idea um but this one Drew me in. Oh, and it's also, like you said, so slow and somber and beautiful and atmospheric. Yeah. And there's long, long uh, moments in this film that have no dialogue, mm-hmm. just sound to carry yeah. it. So um, that's not a thing that I usually like either because I'm a very high energy person. I yeah. need a movie to really rope me in. This broke through like all my my things that normally would make me not like it Um, and it just it got to me I watched it last week so I had a little bit more time to marinate on it and I cannot stop thinking about that ending it has been really one of those that I keep coming back to so I I think this is it's just a really beautiful film even if I would normally consider it boring, and I can't.
1: <laughs> right, no, I'm right with you on that one. Like I, I know people. Uh, obviously, if you've been paying attention uh, for a while here with we watch Shutter, uh, I do often complain about movies uh, having a slow pace uh, and dragging and taking too much time and being too long. Uh, but most of the time, I I feel like that's because the pace doesn't match the tone, right? It, be, it gets drawn out and, and long and dull in a movie that overall has a tone that's not supposed to be heavy and slow. This movie, the pace in which it plays out matches the tone and the emotion of the movie perfectly uh you mentioned that there are so many uh, points in this movie where there there is no di- i imagine the actual script for this movie even though the movie is an hour and 40 minutes long i would be shocked if the script is more than 60 or 70 pages like it's very sparsely uh very sparse dialogue one of my favorite sequences is that whole thing uh, in the cave after her mother initially gets shot and falls over that cliff. And we, uh, you know, we is, did she die? Is she just gone? Did they get separated? Like that sequence when she's in the cave just drawing suns and moons on the walls of the cave and not saying anything and teaching herself to resist the sunlight and just discovering the fact that she is gradually learning to resist that sunlight or or being able to. That whole sequence tells you as an audience member so much without a single word being spoken. And it's Mm -hmm. so well done. It's beautifully shot. Uh, Isaiah Carneros, I don't know how old she is in reality, uh, but this character is, is, what, maybe 10, 12 years old at best? Uh, and, and she is just riveting it is a powerful performance. Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful film, uh, uh, from a cinematography standpoint. It's, it's gorgeous. Uh, there's that theme in the music that I don't think I will ever be able to get out of my head that it's like, I don't know. I'm terrible. I, I didn't practice. But anyway, it's <laughs> yeah, this is uh, uh, look, let me get, just get real personal with you guys. I, uh, I first watched this movie because this movie is very much about life and death, right? This movie uh, very much looks at the vampire concept uh, in some very interesting ways. First of all, that uh, that the whole mothering element and how she doomed this person to eternity as a child out of her own... Ju- yes, it was selfish, but also it's like a forgivable selfish, right? It's an understandable selfish. She was a broken woman for God knows how long as a vampire herself. And she had an opportunity to get her child back, right? Yeah, it may have been the worst, like, the most wrong, terrible decision, but it's also one of the most understandable. Uh, and just the way then that she also develops that relationship with Candido, who also lost a child, uh, and just the weight that has to put on you as filling that gap for somebody else, uh, it, it's is so heavy, and it's so much about how, like, Like, life doesn't have any value if it doesn't stop, right? If you don't – if you never die, you're not – you were never really alive is sort of what this movie says. Um, And so uh, the first time I watched this movie uh, was, uh, I I think, a little over a month ago. We were getting ready to start recording these episodes, uh, and I just watched it again literally today, uh, just before we started recording the movie. And not to get too wild with you guys, and I'm not gonna get into too many details, but I'm going through some real heavy shit, uh, with my mom right now. Uh, and, uh, I, I, I have to believe that informed my experience of this movie the second time, but watching it through the second time, um... I feel bad calling this a horror movie. This is one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen. It's so it's it's so for a vampire movie, it's so incredibly human. And there's so much like even the churchgoers, right, in that small village after Candido finds her, like How would you react in the 19th century if all of a sudden a little girl comes out of the woods and she's cutting her arm open and not bleeding and she pukes when she eats the Eucharist and all you've known is European Christianity your whole life? You would be fucking terrified, right? It's, I don't know, I I just, I was overwhelmed by, there there are so many layers in this. It's also like a commentary on on war uh, allowing certain things to thrive i mean that's basically what they say with those lights right at the beginning she's like we follow the lights wherever they go that is the flames of war uh like they're just this is an incredible script it's an incredible piece of writing uh on a number of levels it's an incredible production um i can't say for sure yet this might be My favorite movie I've seen from Shudder all year. I really love this movie. I really love this movie a lot.
0: Then Fried Berry? oh gee get the fuck out of here Love Berry. um i i was getting lost in the sauce and just listening to you talk about this sorry movie. yeah I, I mean i didn't
1: mean to no. uh, i mean i always say i don't mean to go off but yeah this
0: movie no just, you do i found <laughs> do i do
1: i really do that's why we started the podcast in the first yeah, place because i wanted an course. excuse to get away with ranting but no yeah. this uh and again, I, I I freely admit that I you know the emotional resonance of it is just very timely for me personally right now, but God, this movie is so good. I uh, I loved everything about it. I, I I can't think of a single complaint about this movie.
0: You're making me feel bad for giving a four point five because I don't think <laughs> no, I can fun. think of. Well, I mean, but no, I can't just, think of any again, complaints either. Right. Well, again, but
1: again, I mean, like yeah. I said, I I happen to be going through some some heavy mm-hmm. stuff personally right now. That's very, you know, life and death and parent child related all at the same time. You know, so it. Uh, I, I definitely because as we always talk about, our scores are we we can't divorce our scores completely from our our taste. Right, and our ex- our scores ultimately are about. Yes, they're about what we think the quality of the movie is, but they're also about our experience with the movie. Uh, and for me, that it's that extra bit that f- makes this just a just a home run. I uh, I look forward to watching this movie and suggesting this. This is one of those movies where as soon as I got done with it, I was like, there are half a dozen people that I need to tell about this movie right now. It's so good.
0: And they'll get to hear all about it in an hour (laughs) and a half when this episode (laughs) drops. Yeah, Um, they will. Isaiah uh, Uh is just... I don't have words for it because I'm going to assume the actress, Isaiah Carneros, is somewhere around the age of 10 to 12. But she plays a character of a 100-year-old woman trapped in a child's right. body right. so well that it, it's it's just I I can't understand like what exactly she did differently mm-hmm. when it's uh, fast forwarded into the future and Candido is passing away and she's by his side, even though she looks the same, she looks so different. She, she feels
1: yes. older. Like, yeah,
0: it's the old. It, you
1: feel her age, which mm-hmm. is how I. Like, yeah. This was an incredibly nuanced performance from an incredibly talented performer. I'm just checking her out on uh, IMDb right now, and it looks like there's only one other credit on her uh, on her roster here. But God, I hope we see more from her. Uh, this was phenomenal, phenomenal work. Uh, i also trying do, to find some information about her age, and I can't find it.
0: <laughs> I do have a concern that she actually is a child vampire, and that's why this is the only <laughs> movie that we are really seeing her in, because I don't uh, understand how else she did it. There's right? a wisdom in the way that she's speaking, mm-hmm. and it just I can't even say, like, oh, well, she spoke more like this, and that's what caused this. Th-. Like, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how
1: to describe it really at all, except that mm-hmm. it was just... I was riveted the entire time. It was phenomenal. Uh, like And just, again, a beautifully shot movie. Like, you could just look at this movie, which is part of what makes those extended sequences of no dialogue uh, so captivating, right? Is it's beautifully done. Uh, there are a couple of montage moments here that are really, really good. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I also something I thought of while I was watching this movie is, uh, it reminded me a, a, a certain amount simply because it is, uh, uh, it's a Basque film and it deals a lot with like, uh, the Spanish Carlist Wars and the Spanish Civil War and all of that sort of stuff as we pass through the ages. Uh, it like ultimately... What I would say to people, if they were people who don't mind just a tish of spoiler in your summary, is like, this is the closest thing to me to what if Guillermo del Toro made a vampire movie, right? I feel like this movie would fit perfectly alongside like uh, his Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth, uh, all movies that certainly incorporate horrific elements but have more of a just more of a fantasy, a dark fantasy kind of vibe than a, a straight horror sort of thing. Uh, but also, you know, they're not necessarily about the political climate in which they are set, but don't kid yourself, they're set during that political climate for a reason. I feel like there's probably at least a little bit of Basque cultural uh Influence going on here that I maybe don't even fully understand, but even it, it translates so well that I feel like I got all the all the most important parts out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just uh, oh yeah I uh, I really 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 love this movie. I'm so glad we got a chance to come back around and tell <laughs> people about it. This one's definitely going to be high on my list for the year.
0: I. Uh since we're in the spoiler section, I'm uh-huh. just going to talk about the ending because Do I can't it. Yeah, go stop ahead. thinking about it. And days after watching this movie, I just went back and rewatched it so that I could type out part of her speech and keep coming back to it about mm-hmm. when she, uh, kind of confronts the woman who yeah. turned her, um, into this vampire. Uh, it, and I'm just going to read it cause I can't like, I can't get this out of my head. So it's, uh, won't you about- return what you took from me? death you took it away from me and left me lifeless I don't want to I don't want to see all the moons I want to live I don't want to be with you you were selfish you knew you were dooming me and you didn't care I'm trapped see and like that oh my god it's so heavy like she thought she was giving a gift and instead she took one away
1: yeah 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 and and, I mean (laughs) Look, like, like, hey, it, it doesn't take a, a, a genius to sort out that, like, how many times have... How, how much of a parallel is that to just, like, I wish I had not been born, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you did this to me. Like, this is your fault that I'm experiencing <laughs> all of this because of a choice that you made. Uh, but also, uh, that scene is very poignant, I think, also in the fact that... And, and it is part of what makes even the mother a sympathetic character is she does like she she never stopped to consider it. You're right. The kid is right. She never stopped to think about it because she was so consumed by her own loss and her own pain that she never thought to consider what fixing her issue might do for somebody else. And she recognizes that and she fixes it. Right. She says, Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's like, also I think a small part of it is her understanding, you know, there's so much in that moment about that idea that if you'd never die, you were never really alive, and so yes, the mother is killing herself to release her, her child, so to speak, from that burden and give her back her life which is side note an interesting element of some vampire lore that I I just I love that idea that you can do, you can heal the entire line by destroying the root right i i, I love that part uh, and it doesn't always get touched in some of that uh some vampire things uh but uh also just loved the idea that, like, oh, yeah, the sun hurts them, but you can get used to it, right? You can adapt, they're just little yeah. things this does the idea um, that you can only make one, you can make another one, but you can only ever make one. It did so many interesting things with that, but yeah, uh, you, m-
0: you mentioned that cave sequence um mm-hmm. at the beginning, and that's. It, it drew me in fully and I stopped everything I was doing because I had to pay attention. And that part of this little girl teaching her body how to not burn in the sun right. was so smart and shows this character is very wise and i think that's why later on when she's been alive forever um that she is so wise because she was wise (laughs) to begin with yeah and uh but at the same time you don't realize that she's also dooming herself Mm -hmm. by doing that because now she's just now i get now i
1: can be part of both worlds yeah and now (sighs) i can now i'll I'll get that taste of of what i've what i've what's been taken from me Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh uh, it's so heavy on a number of levels and so deftly handled uh, in in every way as well. I just I I loved this. I, I again as a production, it's it's beautifully shot. The music is amazing. The editing, everything about it, um, I. Oh, I uh, it's uh, it's such a great film, and I hope more people get a chance to see it. I uh, as I looked, uh, I know this uh, Igor Legareta. I think has done a, at least one other feature before this uh, that I'm, I'm definitely gonna take some time to try and locate and see if I can get that watched. I don't know if it's a horror film or not, but uh, yeah, I can't recommend All the Moons highly enough. Uh, I strongly suggest. That everybody go see this film. It's not frightening in any way at all. Uh, there is a little bit of blood and some. I mean, it's a vampire movie, right? But uh, there's nothing about this that I think like this is. This is easier to watch than Silence of the Lambs, right? Uh, and Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs just has a couple of really aggressive sequences that, that get kind of crazy. Otherwise, it's just really thrillery. This is so good. This... Go see it as soon as you can.
0: It never tries to be scary.
1: No, no. It has and no intention. And I think intention. that's a big
0: factor. So when there is blood, it's not for like a horror element. It's because it's necessary. Right. It's not done to cause any emotions. It's just a fact of life. In this. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of my notes were just like stupid one line jokes. So I'm <laughs> glad, glad that you just got to talk because <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I just I really liked it. But I just it, it kind of sent me down a like a rabbit hole of my own thoughts about immortality and if that was given and if that was taken away. And it's just one that I keep coming back to a week later. And I really like a movie that just makes me think, even if I can't express those thoughts to anybody else, because I sound insane (laughs) trying to explain to anyone. So then I just talk to my cats and I'm telling them like beans, you won't believe this. Okay. So here's my thoughts on immortality. And if you are immortal are you ever really even alive or is life taken from you when it's given to you and beans uh he pretends to care but i know he doesn't so um yeah i oh this one yeah kind of
1: cool. uh one last thing that i i wanted to mention that just popped into my head here i was thinking about uh her like that speech that monologue at the end of the film that you you shared with the folks that's uh Really incredible. There's also one other line, uh, two moments actually in the dialogue that I thought were so incredibly well done here. One of them uh, is that uh, both the mother and Candido uh, both promise her, they promise her that they will always be with her. And they both break that promise because they, of course, they did. Right, Like Candido, of course he did because he's a mortal man and eventually he's going to die. Uh, And the mother, uh, maybe not quite so uh, inevitably, but she lost the first person who told her that. She lost the next person who told her that. That's some heavy shit. But there is that line right in the movie when Candido says to her, I will always be with you as they're leaving to get away from this village and as he turns to burn the house down she says always is too much time and that that fucking line almost broke me like that is so powerful uh always is too much time uh we i think that resonates with so many things in human life in general, especially in so many different human relationships, we, we insist on always, and always is always too much. I thought that was a fabulous piece of writing.
0: Especially if you're trapped in a place at the end of the world, and you're in your favorite bookstore, and your glasses break, and now you can never read your books. Or, or you're in a you're long. in a
1: bomb shelter full of all the canned food in the world, and you don't have a can opener.
0: I would eat the cans. I love them. <laughs> Good source of uh, oh. iron. Ah. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh I see what you did there so yeah guys uh, I think that pretty uh, pretty well encapsulates all the moons I definitely hope some of you plan to go check it out if you didn't check it out before we told you literally everything that happens uh, I do think you'll still be able to take quite a bit of value from this film uh, it's uh It's like I said, it's one that I am going to take a lot of joy in sharing with a lot of people going forward. And I'm kind of cranky with myself that I waited this long to see it.
0: Our episodes lately have been a roller coaster um, mm-hmm. where we just, except it's not a roller coaster because a roller coaster is on a circular track where eventually that car gets back to the beginning. Uh, we are a roller coaster that just stops at a random point on the ride, and you're like, how did we wind up here? We went from prices right to <laughs> sad uh, lamentations about life.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, hey, at least it's not Death Stranding. <laughs> I love
0: Death Stranding. That's I know also you love about life and death. Life right. stranding, death stranding. Life <laughs> stranding.
1: Let's make that video game, huh? That'll be oh that'll be our anyway. Uh guys, uh so uh coming up later this week later this week. They we have our that. next uh <laughs> our next new release new new release episode Michelle. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is it?
0: It's Scare Package 2 which I'm excited about, but it's also Wrestling Night.
1: So it we're going to have to
0: we're going to have to do a full work day and then somehow figure out how to watch this movie before we get over to the sanctuary yeah. center. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, here's the good thing though <laughs> is I don't work on Friday. We got a four-day holiday took, weekend coming up. I,
0: I took Friday off, too, because oh, nice. I was like, you know what? Because nice. I have the following week off. So I'm like, I'm just going to start it early, and the end of my my work week will be wrestling. <laughs>
1: yeah, Thursday's going to be a busy one for us, guys. We got uh, Scare Package 2, Rad Chad's Revenge dropping on Shutter. We've got Time Bomb Pro Wrestling here in Fargo at the Sanctuary Event Center, where Michelle and I will be live on hand once again for that event. Uh, and then next Monday we have our final bonus episode, uh, where we'll be talking about a film called The Seed. And then next Thursday or Friday, I don't remember quite which one, there will be a
0: movie called Burial. And then that's fucking 2022, Michelle. And then... The world will end because we ran out of 2022 (laughs) movies to watch.
1: (laughs) There's no, I mean, if it's not 2022 anymore, what's the point in continuing, right?
0: What was the point of continuing if you never had an opportunity to end? (laughs) <laughs> trying to do like an immortality thing but right i fair. broke my own brain make, trying to make words uh make do sure uh, I, wanted uh, them to. I don't
1: know what michelle's trying to say right now i'm just gonna talk over I like either. i clearly always no, do It's uh, cool. It's cool. Uh, make sure you check us out on all the social medias uh, we're on facebook at we watch shutter we're on instagram at we watch shutter we're on TikTok at WeWatchShudder. We are, at least as of right now, still on Twitter at WeWatchShudder, but apparently Twitter announced today that if you use your Twitter to promote your other social media platforms, they will suspend and or ban you. I don't know what that nightmare hellscape has become in the last several weeks. but uh, I was um, a huge
0: fan of Twitter. I didn't use it very often, but I lurked. And I am, despite that, I'm just loving watching this happened. oh just every uh, day there's more and i'm just like regardless of how you feel about elon musk this is not <laughs> a yeah. good move for the company it's hilarious. and Yo, i'm well, loving it's... watching it <laughs>
1: i just i just love watching the uh the hilarious idiotic meltdown of a billionaire man child in real time right like he would shit talk apple Uh, and his tweets where he's shit-talking Apple are are clearly tagged as being tweeted from an iPhone, and somebody pointed it out, and so they removed the feature on Twitter that tells you what device the tweet was uh, was tweeted from. He (laughs) sent out a poll asking about a bunch of people he had banned, said, what should I do with them? There were four options, and the one that was far and away the victor in the Twitter poll was reinstate them all immediately, uh, and he said, "Oh, there were too many options on the poll. We'll have to change it and do it again." <laughs> like he's reading. Oh, I just, this is not a Twitter podcast, you guys. Say goodnight, Michelle.
0: <laughs> Good night, Michelle.